This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to Living Fearlessly with your host, Lisa McDonald. My mama told me when I was young, we're all on superstars. She pulled my hair with my lipstick on, in a glass of purple dry. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so very much for joining me, rejoining me here again on this lovely Friday morning. My name is Lisa McDonald. This is my host show, Living Fearlessly, with the Contact Talk Radio Network. Listenership is 145 countries, 220 TV radio terrestrial satellites, and the potential for millions of iTunes downloads. Once again, I am joined by yet another phenomenal guest. My guest today is Deborah Rebel. And before I turn it over to unscripted dialogue, as I always do, I'm just going to plug a little bit about Deborah and her background. So who is Deborah Rebel? Well, what I can tell you about Deborah is that she consciously merges her practical tools as a psychologist with her intuitive and spiritual gifts. Intuitive psychologist Dr. Deborah Rebel empowers women to connect with their hearts and live authentically. Through her transformational soul-hearted living program, best-selling books, popular podcast, and her thriving practice offering in-person and virtual sessions, Deborah supports women in breaking through their energetic and spiritual blocks to self-love. Claim Deborah's four-part soul-hearted living sacred meditation series at www.drdebrarebel.com. So, Deborah, welcome to my show. Thank you so very much. Lisa, it is a joy and a pleasure to be here with all your listeners and with yourself. I am so grateful and honored to be a part of this wonderful event today. Well, thank you, and we're very uh, grateful to have you joining us. We understand how busy you are, so the fact that you took time aside out of your busy schedule to connect with myself and the listeners uh, is just amazing. So thank you so much. So, Deborah, what I want to do, as I always do with my guests, is I'm always interested initially in our dialogue at the top of the hour in knowing what the inception of your journey was. How was it that you came to be on this path doing all the wonderful things you are for so many people? Well, it began in my late 20s. I was on the path of becoming a psychologist. I was in graduate school at the time. And I was also doing a lot of soul searching on my own. I was married at the time. I had a two-year-old son. And I hit bottom at a time in my life when I really needed to be present for the people that I loved. I went into a depression. I was suicidal. And I couldn't find the joy in my life, even with having been a new mother. So I decided that it was time for me to do my own inner work. And so I pursued uh, working with a therapist, uh, who today I am still deeply grateful for, for helping me begin that journey of going within and really healing my own lovelessness. That's where I mm. was, was taken. And at the same time, I was studying you know, psychology and pursuing the spiritual path. I had always felt as a child that connected to the into the divine, and 
along the way, that seemed to become less and less more prominent for me. And during this time of soul searching and doing the inner healing work, I started to, to open that connection to myself and then to, in, to the divine again. And so I started pursuing healing work. I became an energy healer. I started studying with many of my, my own spiritual teachers. And so I, that's how I combined these gifts of psychology, intuition, and my spiritual gifts. And it's because of my own experiences. Beautiful. Well, what I want to say, there's a couple things simultaneously that I wish to say uh, to address that. One, I want to thank you very much for being raw and candid um, and, and talking a little bit about that dark time in your life, which kind of catapulted you onto the path of healing. Uh, this is not unlike a lot of what is mentioned by my guests on radio. A lot of household name guests, people who have uh, risen to the ranks of what they're endeavoring to do, what they're passionate about, and it all comes back to paying it forward and being of service to others. And so, you know, I've had really stellar guests, not unlike yourself, talk about their periods of deep depression or uh, darkness um, and suicidal ideation, even suicidal attempts. And I just want to say thank you very much because I know that's going to resonate with the listening audience. We have a lot of people who, particularly in this realm of personal development, personal empowerment, which is all what the show and the network is premised on, uh, that's going to resonate with a lot of people. And um, so, and it's also a nice reminder to let people know too that for whatever it is that you're going through in your deepest, darkest times, I truly believe, not unlike this sentiment being expressed by many people, is that when you tap into, and I talked about this at Harvard, when you when you tap into your pain, very clearly you get emotionally connected to your passion. That's where the authenticity resides. That's where uh, the momentum to reinvent yourself, reclaim yourself, re-embrace yourself. So I want to say thank you so much, Deborah, for being so honest with us about that. Lisa, thank you. I am all about vulnerability, and vulnerability has saved my life. Mm -hmm. And it, it guides me now to serve others in this way. And for all those listeners out there, I'm a woman who has walked the talk and I couldn't, I couldn't be on the show today. It talking about how to heal yourself, how to bring yourself back into love, you know, loving yourself and letting that love go out into the world. If I hadn't done and continue to do the work today and it is about vulnerability. It's embracing the path of sharing the pain, sharing what your imperfections, your deepest, you know, insecurities not just with yourself but with others that trusted friends and and sometimes a therapist or um, a family member but to open up your heart and know and and trust that this is where this is part of the beauty of who you are just as well as the other things that you may treasure so um, in my book being love when I talk about in the very first chapter about connecting to oneself and connecting to the divine, it's about coming into vulnerability, embracing those parts of you that you may be ashamed of, that you may not like, and loving all of yourself up. I love it. 
Absolutely love it. And as Byron Katie says, the work of Byron Katie, I want for you what you want for you. So clearly you've wrapped yourself in a state of loving yourself, reclaiming yourself, and uh, and by doing so and realizing that it all starts at the center of core self, right? You know, whether you're talking about love, whether you're talking about gratitude, whether you're talking about paying it forward, being of service to others, enable it, it, to be able to do that. Uh, purely, honestly, authentically, you have to first connect with yourself. And so clearly you've done that, Deborah, and no doubt that that's transformed many of the people who have crossed your path. Yes, Lisa, it is all about coming home to your heart. That's, I'm all about the heart. And the heart is where our truth is, is where we know it, where we feel it, where we express it. And so many of us, especially you know, women struggle with the shoulds and what we, what we think others want us to be and do. And that comes from these perceptions in our head that we've either developed as we've grown all into our lives. But when we come back to our hearts, that's where we know who we are. That's that core self you're talking about. The higher self, the self that is all about love, the self that we knew before we came to this planet, before we were born. It's the face of love. Absolutely. Beautiful. Bingo. So I'm always interested as well to know, Deborah, I mean, you you talked and gave credit to your therapist who you continue to be in contact with today. Who else along your journey has been pivotal uh, in terms of mentorship and leadership? Well, I have to say my children. <laughs> and mm-hmm. my children have been my greatest teachers. And I would say that m- most parents would, would agree with me. Yeah. They've, they've taught me tolerance they've taught me patience they have brought me back to myself when i was talking about that moment and i can i still have this image of myself on the the tile bathroom floor deciding what i wanted to do with my life and feeling in complete despair i held on to my children as an anchor that i needed to be the best that i could be for them that that was the greatest gift that i could give myself and and the world is to be the best mother and so i would say my and it continues i've learned forgiveness i've learned um how to be more conscious and aware and to embrace joy and so i give them most of my credit my other spiritual teachers have been i have read i'm an avid reader mm-hmm. and i started i started with a book called the road less traveled yes by M. Scott Peck. And to this day, I give him a lot of credit because that book started me on the exploration of the spiritual principles that I practice and use today and have honed in my own life. And so I'm, I love Deepak Chopra and I also studied, um, and became a co-director for Foundation and Light for a short period of time. And that was also a guide in my life. Um, the foundation is no longer in existence. But every time I needed a new t- spiritual teacher, I would just ask the, the universe to provide that for me. And it always, that person or situation always showed up in the exact divine timing. I understand that. I, I really understand that. And we talk also quite a bit about that on radio, about once you are committed, fiercely committed to getting exceptionally clear and eradicating all the false beliefs and concepts that uh, hinder us, keep us stuck, um, keep us living in the ego, 
You know, it's when you break out of that, when you're cognizant of what's going on, not just at the mind level, but the mind, heart, soul, spirit level, things that you've described, you know, even generically speaking, it does show up. You align with the right people. And I really believe in reimbursing the universe, which is the title of my second book. Uh, you know, what you put out there, I really believe come back, it comes back tenfold. And not that we do that uh, to be contrived, not to give to receive, so to speak, but because when you really believe in the blessing and the gift of life and the miracle it is to even be here and to be afforded, if we're lucky, an additional 24 hours every single day that we're here, I mean, what a waste to not do something to better our planet, to better ourselves, to better our community, to better our families. I mean, so you're just totally speaking to me right now, Deborah. Well, I love that I'm speaking to you, and I, I hope I'm speaking to everyone else's hearts because, Lisa, we're talking about energy, and we need to raise the vibration of ourselves in our own energy so that we can raise the vibration of this planet, and it needs it so badly at this time. That's what this time is all about. I know that people are in a lot of fear right now. I'm seeing it in my own practice. I have people that have are having anxiety and panic attacks and you know, experiences that they've not had before. And it's a time of such dichotomy and polarization of fear and love. And so my, my message is to align with what you truly know in your hearts and want in your life, which is love and light and abundance and all of all that is good and high. And let the fear just be. You don't have to be against it. You don't have to be anti-anything. But be pro-love because that's what we need. And I talk about this in Being Love, my book, to be that we are here to be love ambassadors. That mm. every single choice, feeling, thought you have, if it starts in the energy of love, it's like striking a, a tuning fork and letting that vibration go out. It will ripple out and touch somebody and then that person will touch somebody. It truly is paying it forward vibrationally. And so opening our hearts, releasing our pain, coming into loving ourselves and embracing our flaws, our vulnerabilities is all about that. So I really do put out that call to come home to your hearts, to touch into your soul and know that you're here at this particular time to bring this, this love energy on the planet. Love it, Deborah. Love the message. Love the sentiment. And I echo it 100%. And in fact, what you said, and you did, you did explain a little bit, uh, Certainly you have. Um, but because my brand, my show, everything that I do is based on living fearlessly, you know, if you could maybe decipher that a little bit more clearly for the listening audience, what does that mean for you and how do you apply that in your own life? Well, when I, when I look at myself and I, I live fearlessly, I'm living from listening and following my heart and not my head. I, I like to say follow your heart and use your head, but my head doesn't become command central. My heart does because that is the most authentic expression of my soul. When that energy, when I have an anxiety or I have fear, and I do have them, I immediately pause because that's my signal. I say anxiety is my friend because it lets me know I'm out of alignment with who I am, with my truest self. So when I'm having fear, I pause as soon as I can, 
I open my heart by, I place a hand on my heart, I breathe into that space with diaphragmatic breathing or any other breathing technique, and I visualize a pearl of white light in the center of my chest, and I just beam that light out until I start to feel myself come back into what I call coherence, so that my energy starts to align with who I am at the core of me, not what my brain is telling me and not what the you know, fear of the past or future is, is coming into play. So I use that technique all the time. And the other one I use is bless and release. So if I feel someone comes and cuts in front of me and I'm in traffic or I'm standing in the line at the grocery store and there's uh, an altercation, I recognize where that energy is coming from and I bless the, the human beings that are in that exchange but I release the negative energy so I'm constantly clearing my my own energy field and my path so that I can stay as aligned as I can in my own sense of loving myself and others just beautiful what a lovely role model you are for your children I've 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 really had to um come up to this level because my children are such loving beings as most children are today that they they raise the bar really high so I have to be I have to go higher (laughs) yes we do that is our inherent responsibility but isn't uh, that wonderful though (laughs) it is it absolutely is and so Deborah I'm always interested as well to know I mean obviously your toolbox is full and you're always you know embracing new things to put in it to keep yourself uh immersed in being the best possible version of yourself every single day um but what else would would consist of your daily regime in terms of rituals practices uh what keeps you grounded what keeps you focused Well one of the rituals I have is that I do do a very short 15-minute meditation every morning to ground myself, to get in touch with my truest and highest good, and then to set my intentions for the day, for the year, for the for my life. I light a candle, and before I even get out of bed, before I even start my meditation, I, I do a gratitude practice. And that practice used to be written. It still sometimes is, but I lay in bed and I open my heart and I I put out to the universe what I am grateful for and then I use that all day long so I before I get in my car I bless my car and I'm grateful for the people who made it I'm grateful for the people who keep the roads you know safe mm-hmm. I make this a constant stream of of gratitude as I go through my day um also when I'm in my meditation when I come out of it, I also then take my journal and anything that seems to come up that either is causing me to feel a block within my energy system or a snag or a, an irritation and anxiety, I write that down in the journal. And if I don't have time to respond to that at that moment, I come back to it throughout the day to say, what is it that, what's the message here? What am I releasing? Fantastic. Just beautiful, Deborah. And so for listeners who are perhaps sitting on the fence in their own life, 
who are looking for a gentle nudge in the right direction. Call it leadership. Call it hearing other people's testimonials, uh, other people's inspiration and motivation. You know, what would you say to the listeners who perhaps are struggling? You know, whether they have a lack of infrastructure of support, uh, whether they've encountered some major crisis right now and they just can't seem to get out of it. What would you say to people paralleling it with your own journey in terms of realistic, tangible steps toward going in the right direction? Well, for me and for what I teach and share with my clients, to get unstuck, to get out of that place of desperation, of despair, of feeling like nothing's working, it takes one step, just putting one foot in front of the other. Even if you take a step and you pause (laughs) and you you don't move, movement is what gets us started. Choice is what gets us started. I made a choice to pick up the phone. Now, it was the hardest choice I ever made, and it was one choice. I called somebody. Now, this happened to be a therapist. You can call a friend. You can call um, a uh, a parent, you can call somebody, or you can pick up a book, or you can go for a walk, or sit in quiet for five minutes. It takes one choice to get started, and that choice can change your life. For me, when I picked up that phone and the therapist got on the other end and said, and why do you want to see me? I said, it's personal. I wasn't ready to share yet. <laughs> but that's what I'm, So I got to one step, and then I paused. And then I started to share, yes, I need to come in because of this. So don't stop moving. Mm-hmm. If you're sitting on that couch and you're stuck, get up and go to the other chair across the room. Do something. Mm-hmm. But know that when you share with others your suffering, your despair, your um, your feelings of not of lovelessness, Share this with another person because most of, I would say all of us have some experience with that. And when you open your heart and you share with someone else, they share with you and you know you're not alone. And that's, and that's one of the most important things is not to feel alone. Absolutely. And in your journey, Deborah, when did initially taking the first step and making that initial phone call to the therapist, when did you start to feel a real shift in terms of the momentum of one step being put in front of the other, becoming a little bit more swift, a little bit more natural, a little bit more congruent, a little bit more uh, momentous? When did you start to experience that? I would say years later, Okay, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. I was very, I was a very resistant client, so to speak. (laughs) My therapist, when we started to talk, asked me to do something that I was not, I didn't feel I was ready for, but I did do it. Um, I lost my mother when I was eight years old to drugs, to drug use. Uh, She disappeared and I never heard from her again. When I went in to see this beautiful woman, Roberta, and after a few sessions, she said, you need to find your mother, at least look for her. And I said, you've got to be kidding me. (laughs) I said, after all these years, you want me to do this? Mm -hmm. And she was right on target because when I started to search for my mom, I started to forgive her and to see her life and what she went through. And it opened me to loving and letting go of all the hurt and the abandonment that I had felt. As I started to do that, I started to forgive myself 
for all the choices that I hadn't made, for not being the best mother, for everything that I was carrying. That choice culminated about three years ago when I actually found my mother's grave wow. for the first time in, in all these years. I, I, I put away the search for a little while because I had done the inner healing work I needed to do. But when I got, I found, uh, I got a hit on an ancestry.com website, uh, for my mom's, uh, military grave site, it opened up a whole nother layer of forgiveness. And so I would say to, there's, there's layers and layers of healing that we go through throughout our lifetime. That's what we're here for, to experience mm-hmm. life, to love and to let go and grow with each of these experiences. But it, it takes a while to get that beautiful rhythm and cadence that you're talking about, Lisa, yeah. to almost dance with life. And I, I was a little awkward at first, but if you continue the journey, if you just keep going, you will get that rhythm. Whether it's in a couple weeks, it's a couple years. Um, but things started to shift right away for me. And now I'm in the moment of my life where I do walk very clearly and things are more rhythmic. And when I do get out of step, I know immediately. Beautiful. Beautiful, Deborah. So, wow, I'm, I'm, I have goosebumps from your story about your mother's grave. Um, so, I'm just really enamored by you. I, I, I'm very drawn to people and their spirits, and I'm also very selective with who I choose to have on radio because obviously there's a lot of phenomenal people in this world who are gifted and utilizing uh, the gifts that they have, whether it be through music, whether it be through art. We've had all kinds of people on radio, including someone that you mentioned who is a mutual uh, intangible mentor to us uh, in the written word, uh, Dr. Deepak Chopra. So... You know, in terms of your journey, in terms of your perpetual commitment to healing, how do you feel your practice with your, um, with your clients, people that you actually provide service for in the office, one-on-one, who are going through tumultuous times, who really are leaning on you for, uh, comfort, for honesty, for a sound ear, for all of those things? Uh, what do you think, because of what you've been through, differentiates you perhaps from somebody else who might be a fellow colleague in the field? What I think differentiates me from my other colleagues is I provide a very high vibrational loving space when people are either in my office or on the phone with me or Skyping. It's palpable. They know when, like you're feeling it right now, Lisa. Mm-hmm. The, I'm having a divine download right now. My my whole body is just uh, it's a, God bumps all over me, and yes. that's that's my knowing that I'm in alignment with my soul's journey. That I'm in alignment with my heart. I set that tone with every single person I interact with, especially in my practice. So when people come into me, I had a new client this morning. When she left. Her whole energy had shifted. She felt, she felt like she could believe in herself. She felt like she could possibly love herself for the very first time. That she had hope for the first time in her life to be able to heal. And it's the loving acceptance. It's 
the embrace that I give in my sessions and in my work, even my book, my book, people say it literally vibrates off the table with love. <laughs> love it. <laughs> and love it. And so I have, you know, opened my heart over and over again to continue to be that, that receiver of this beautiful download. And I believe my, Talking radio now, all I, I'm open to a lot more frequencies than I used to be. So doing this work, I provide that for anybody who comes, you know, within to, into my field. Lovely. So as far as your book, let's talk a little bit about that. When did you write the book? Um, and where can people find the book? Do you do signings? Um, maybe you can talk a little bit about that. Well, my first book was written in uh, 2009, and that was Soul Hearted Partnership. That one is still alive and well, and it was the beginning of my journey to to become the a, you know teaching and to take the principles of soul-hearted living and put them into practice. The book that was just released this year in May of 2016 is called Being Love: How Loving Ourself Creates Ripples of Transformation Within Our Relationships and in the World, and. I was, I felt like the book chose me. I didn't choose it. Cause I really was done after the first book. I thought, okay, I got my book out. I don't need to do anymore. <laughs> and this little, this topic, this energy just kept, you know, nudging me and going, you have to write about love. You have to write about love. I'm like, oh, everyone's written about love. This, what am I, what do I have to write that's going to top Marianne Williamson? I mean, come on. <laughs> so. <laughs> So finally, I started writing about love, and what came to me was that it's about on the uncovering of ourselves as love. It's not about trying to get to love. It's about we are love. We are the energy of love. We always have been. Yes. Now, how do we how do we take away all the residue that we that's all over us, <laughs> all the layers of patterns, and come from that essence? Mm-hmm. And I knew it was a timely. It was time for love to come out on the planet in a more stronger and more, and because love is the most, the, the most transformative force on the, in the universe. So I knew it was timely, and I wanted people to know that if you just start with loving yourself, you don't. It's amazing the transformation that will occur with the person next to you, and then their person next to them. And and I felt like this was my job as a love ambassador to get this message out. And I had a lovely um, interaction with my publisher one day when I was sitting down. We were having a call. And at that time, she wasn't my publisher. She was my – she's the publisher of Aspire magazine, Linda Joy. And I was writing for her for the magazine, and she was also doing some coaching with me. And I said to her at one moment – and again, I trust what comes through me, and I spoke my truth. And I said, Linda – I feel that you're going to publish my book. And wow. She, she said to me, I had that divine download three months ago and I was going to share it with you, but I wasn't, I don't even have it set up yet to do. <laughs> so I became the first book that Inspired Living Publishing published as a solo book. They do wow. cl- female collaborative books. So I know I, and I trust and trust is also one of my key guidelines in my life. I trust absolutely fiercely trust radical trust that i will know and through my heart what my next what my choice is what where i'm being guided and i was being guided very very um soulfully to write this book love that story 
Love it. <laughs> so can you maybe share for us uh, as well, Deborah? Um, you know, and not that I want to turn this into a, a political show, but it, it's it's really hard to avoid, and, it, and the topic has come up with guests, uh, given that this is a weekly show, you know, with what we see happening in the political arena, and when you look at, you know, two people, and I'm not even talking about them uh, specifically, individually, but when you look at people's uh, sense of leadership, what people are gleaning, what people are looking toward in terms of being the voice of reason, uh, taking us into a progressive, healthily, um, you know, cooperative space with the rest of the world. You know, do, do you think somehow what we're witnessing, uh, you know, and this isn't about putting people down, it's just more about highlighting some of perhaps what's blocking people or what's turning people off. When we talk about leadership, when we talk about the personal development world, when we talk about concepts um, and real belief systems related to paying it forward and being of service, when you look at what everybody's looking at right now on the global stage, you know, what do you think that's doing for us as a culture or our humanity? Well, I actually uh, talk about this a little bit in, in being love about it, it's it because it's a time of a lot of uh, fracture, a lot of separation, a time of uh, pol- polarization and opposites, contrasts. It's not to see it in necessary a good or bad or win lose kind mm-hmm. of dichotomy, but we have to really look at it from a spiritual perspective and see that what's happening now on the planet is just the energies are are surfacing. They've been there. Mm -hmm. And as we come really close to this tipping point of moving into a more loving consciousness, we're we're healing human consciousness right now. And so, of course, when you heal a wound, the the infection has to come out, all the stuff that doesn't work for your body. So in our, our global... In our, you can see it in our political systems, our educational systems, mm-hmm. our medical systems, our economic systems. It's environmental. It's everywhere. So if we look at all this from a perspective of healing, then we don't have to go into fear. We have to say, okay, where can we make the choices that align best with a cooperative, a loving conscious, um, a community, a, a place where all people are valued and cared for and make the choices from that energy. Forget about the personalities. Mm-hmm. They're just representing and they have chosen to do that. And so we don't make either side or anything wrong. We just have to look at it from, oh, wow, they're showing us where we need to elevate. Mm-hmm. So I'm all about this is a time of elevating our vibration to a higher level. I'll use the word ascendant. Yes. We are sending to a new time, a new, a new space. And I am very hopeful and optimistic that we're going to choose to come from love. And when we do, we come from love, light, all those wonderful whole energies, then we are going to heal our planet. Well, I love and appreciate how you extrapolated all that and simplified it in its purest form. So it truly is about rising and it really is about elevation and it really is about cohesiveness and, uh, and choosing love, uh, and everything deriving out of love. So, uh, couldn't agree with you more on that, Deborah. Um, you know, I, I'd also like to, to know too, where, where else can people hear your voice, hear your message and learn from you and connect with you? 
Well, they can learn from me, uh, first of all, from my website, which you very lovingly shared at <laughs> com. When you go to the website, I do have a weekly podcast. So it's under Soul Hearted Living. If you go to iTunes or um, you go to Podbean or Stitcher, you'll see Soul Hearted Living, and that's me. There are weekly blogs that I write and articles that are available. Um, the meditations that are on the website are guided meditations that open the heart, open you to listening to yourself, to embracing your truth and authenticity. And there's even a five-minute one for the busy woman, so, well, busy man too. And mm-hmm. so it, a lot of us don't have time to sit for 15 minutes. So five minutes is enough to open your heart and get you centered for the day. Um, my books are on Amazon.com mm-hmm. right now, and uh, you can go online and order them um, anytime. Um, book signings, I was just in North Carolina a couple weeks ago. I will be doing some signings here in Cleveland, and then I have some other calendar events coming, but they'll all be listed on my website so you can tune in. And I am a columnist columnist. I'm becoming one next month for a magazine. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. I was it's been quite the leap into my light. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm very excited. My new column will be living a soul hearted life. Love that. Absolutely love that. And I I really appreciate because, you know, life in itself is very busy, as we all have come to know, uh, regardless of the various hats that we wear and uh, the responsibilities that we have to other people. So, you know, the fact that you're you believe in your message so much that you're finding all kinds of diversified ways in which to impart it, whether it be with clients in your office, whether it be through your podcast, whether it be through your book, whether it be as a columnist, your blogger, uh, a parent. I mean, this is just fantastic, Deborah. And so how does Deborah, aside from morning ritual de- de- uh, meditation, how does Deborah take care of Deborah? Who, who takes care of the caregiver? Well, I'm all about self, sacred self-care. I never used to be. So, one of the hallmarks of self-love is self, self-care. And I've finally gotten that concept down. And so my friends call me the queen of self-care now, which <laughs> I find it really funny because I never used to do this. But I, I, uh, every day I, I like to get in nature, take walks. I'm a yoga, yoga practitioner. I also, um, very much into healthy eating. I have my green smoothies every morning. I'm, I, I meditate. I have a lot of wonderful people that I surround myself with, with friends. And then I also give myself solitude because as a sensitive, intuitive, empathic person on the planet, which many of the listeners are, I know I need my downtime to decompress because I'm constantly being, I'm interacting with everyone's energies. And if I don't take care of me, then I can't take care of others because I, I will, my energies will be drained. So, uh, those, and I play. I have a grand, a new grandbaby that, was born in, yes, born in July. And I get, to, I go to Washington DC once a month or every six weeks to go play with him and take care Aww. of him. So I find the ways that fill my heart with joy. And that's, 
Absolutely lovely, Deborah. You sound very well-rounded, very centered. And I hear it in your voice. Uh, you, you know, you, energy, it doesn't have to be about seeing the person. And I know a lot of what we pick up on uh, from people communicative-wise is based on uh, non-verbal body language. But your voice truly emits a lightness and a brightness. I, I feel it. I hear it. Thank you, Lisa. I also, I love recording meditations for that purpose too and the podcast because people really love my voice. My, my clients will actually call my answering service just to hear my voice <laughs> and then leave a message. Thank you. I just needed to, to get that little boost. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. It is. Well, and of course a good laugh. You know, I love to giggle. So I love to soul giggle all the way to my, all the way to my toes. Fantastic. And so, you know, Deborah, as somebody who, you know, and I, 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 you know, we're, we're cut from the same cloth in many respects. I truly believe that, uh, not unlike again, many of the guests that I've been blessed to have on my show, you know, so, you know, we talk about being present. We talk about being in the moment, but we also know as women who, you know, derive a lot of love and pleasure and gratitude from being in a position to pay it forward and be of service and use these various platforms in which to impart the message uh, and the word, you know, what else, what else is it that you're endeavoring to do? What would, what kind of completes perhaps some of your own manifestation, your visualization, where it is you wish to further see yourself go in terms of um, another aspect of, of doing what you want to do out of love? What I'd like to create at some point in my life is a foundation of love, is a a retreat center, a uh, that doesn't even have to be um, a building; it could be a virtual, but a community that embraces the concept of being a love ambassador and takes that message out, you know, person by person, out into the world, so that I'm teaching others to do what I'm doing. Uh, I realize that. We need as many people on this path as possible. So my, my message gets, which is the message of the world, gets out there in a way that other people can participate. So I'm all about service. And, uh, my other passion is ser- serving animals. I'm a mm-hmm. big animal lover. I have my, I have therapy dogs in my practice and my, my puppies are my close, some of my closest companions and I'm all about really taking care of animals in our world as, as as the creatures of love that they are. Amazing. Amazing. I my aunt, she's now deceased, but she was a very beautiful person. I loved her spirit so much. Um but she was so into the animals. Like if every human being could be an animal, they would have been her friend. <laughs> yes, I I get that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She was a lovely, lovely soul. Um so, you know, who else would you like to connect with? If you had an opportunity to interface with anybody, somebody who is with us today still in this sphere of existence who is alive or somebody who's passed on or a family member, who would you wish to meet with, to talk with, to listen to, to embrace? I've never been asked that question, and it brings me to tears. Aww. It's my mom. Yeah. It would be my mother. Mm-hmm. It would be my mom. I would want her to know how much she is loved because I know that's why she had the, she made the choices she did because she came from a place of lovelessness and I would want her to see and to see me, to see her grandchildren and great grandchildren, to see that the legacy of lovelessness has been stopped and the legacy of love has been perpetuated. 
and that she would know in her heart that she was part of that catalyst. Wow. Wow, Deborah. I really feel that right now. Yeah, um, I do too. Thank you for asking me that question, Lisa. It just, oh wow, it just opened my heart in tears. Yeah. Um, in such a loving way, because that's how I know that she's at peace is because she knows that um, her legacy has gone on in a much different way. Lovely. Well, yet another parallel between you and I, because although I did have more uh, in terms of chronological years, I did have more time with my mom before she passed away in 2014, but uh, we certainly had a very tumultuous relationship to the point where uh, in her last month of life, I wasn't even included in any of that information or her service or anything. And uh, and this is all going to be noted in my uh, first adult nonfiction book, which um, right now I'm meeting a deadline of November 25th to get to my agent. But, um, Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, you know, the one excerpt from it that I will mention only because I feel deeply connected with you in this moment talking about our mothers, um, you know, for, for everything that I had gone through in my life, uh, you know, I'm an incest survivor and I found out in 2002 that my mom actually knew uh, that this abuser was an abuser and I was allowed to be with him all the time. Um, so fast forward to my mom being on her deathbed and I was told by my stepfather who she had promised in one of her uh, last most lucid moments to ensure that he relayed the message to me when she knew he would have to make the phone call to tell me that she had passed on. She said in her last words, I mean, you talk about going out with passive aggressiveness, but, you know, you tell Lisa that I forgive her and I'm asking Jesus Christ to forgive her, you know? So I, yeah. So, you know, a lot of work, you know, you talk about the healing and you Mm -hmm. talk about, um, you know, taking your moments of darkness and and transforming it for yourself into gifts, into lessons that don't rob you of the joy of the gift of your own life and um, and what you're here to do and what you feel you're impassioned to do. So, you know, as much as it's unfortunate that I never had the relationship with my mom that I did and as unfortunate as it is that we never had that sense of closure or a proper departure, if you will, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling really akin to you right now, Deborah. And I'm feeling akin to you too, Lisa, cause, because, um, we are motherless daughters. Mm-hmm. And, and even though you had your mother physically there, she wasn't there emotionally. And for all the listeners too, who maybe have some experience with this, which I know many do, there is always forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And as you and I have, come through the experience of healing we had to forgive them not condone the actions Mm -hmm. but forgive them for for the choices they made because that sets us free it gives us the ability now to open ourselves even more to love and look what you're doing on the planet you see this this energy is going out in a positive way not a negative way Absolutely. Well, thank you for that, Deborah. I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, wow, you're definitely one guest I'm going to intend on keeping, uh, connected with behind the scenes. You know, certain people just really, you know, call it being a guest on radio or just everyday life, whoever you're really connected with. I, I, I really believe that we'll be remaining connected behind the scenes. You're just such a beautiful soul, Deborah. Oh, and so are you, Lisa. So it's, it's, it's my pleasure as well. Well, thank you. So, you know, if, 
if I were to ask you, and I do occasionally, not always, but I do occasionally ask my guests, you know, what, what do you believe is the legacy you will be, you will leave behind? How do you wish to be remembered and how do you think you will be remembered? Well, I'd like to be remembered for my dancing. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love to dance, and um, some people think that I might dance a little too funny. But um, I would actually, I'd like to be remembered for uh, being the, uh, the loving and kind and generous person that I I try to be. That I was the best mother, mm-hmm. the best partner, the best friend, the best. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna cry again <laughs> the best person to to have been in the world that I have left this beautiful uh, legacy uh, this path of love that other people can follow that my that I sow seeds that make the where I've been a better place so that others may travel lovely Absolutely lovely. Well, although you and I have never met and I can, you know, I'm a manifester so I can set my intentions on the fact of you and I one day physically meeting, embracing and hugging and, and devouring each other in a cup of tea <laughs> of love. Um, but, you know, I, I can quite honestly say from your energy, from all our correspondence, I mean, you lit up even just through email, for goodness sakes. I mean, you know, you were just so authentically uh, grateful in your email correspondence leading up to this interview. And uh, I just, I thought, wow, this is going to be a great interview because this person is already just so positive and just, you know, I really, I really could sense you got it. You, you know, you're living it. You understand life. You, you, you get behind it. You appreciate it. And, um, you know, I just, I think in terms of your answer to my question of what do you believe your legacy will be, I think you've, you clearly already embody that. And what a lovely testament for you to be doing that, uh, maneuvering through your life, navigating, uh, reaching people, connecting with people, resonating with people to the degree that you do while you're still alive. And to know that because you have that profound positive impact on people, you already hear their testimonials. It doesn't have to come out at a funeral. It doesn't have to come out at anything beyond the next stage. So uh, no doubt people tell you quite regularly, aside from even just calling to hear your voice on the answering machine. <laughs> What you mean to them. So, you know, good for you for actually walking your talk while it still matters today. So thank you, Deborah. Thank you, Lisa. I am so blessed by your presence and your acknowledgement. It makes my heart just full and over overflowing. And I want that all of that energy to overflow to your your lovely listeners. And it's been an honor to be here and to be in this conversation. And for those who are listening, this is connection. This is heart to heart. And don't be afraid to do that with someone you love because this is the benefit. We get to love each other up. And boy, do we need that right now. Yes, we do. We absolutely do. And I can't tell you how many times I've gotten goosebumps during this interview (laughs) me too (laughs) you know it it does happen occasionally but i can honestly say in the times that i've done radio and i'm going on two years it'll be february 6th my two-year anniversary of doing radio um this is the first time that i've had consecutive goosebumps throughout the entire show it's it's quite incredible how you've made me feel well again i've had the same on this end and so i love it when i get that affirmation from the divine that we are certainly aligned and this message is the truth that's going out today and and it will be evergreen so um 
love that I was able to be here today. Love our connection. Mm-hmm. And oh, and I'm loving up your listeners right now. <laughs> Thank you first for being here because we have this beautiful community that, of course, you have created, Lisa. And what a gift that you've given to them. So for bringing all these people and, and all this love into their lives. Well, thank you. And it just goes back to the message of, you know, you really can't do this and you can't impact people and you can't connect with people in a vacuum. So, you know, for the listeners who are very fiercely loyal and connecting with me every week and who re-listen to my podcast, subscribe to the podcast, for people who uh, in many cases have often had kind things to say after the fact when I've gone live with a guest and wish to follow up um, or just to make mention of the fact that something that was said, if not by myself but by my guest has truly impacted them in a positive way uh, I just want to say thank you you know I couldn't be here without the Debras of the world I couldn't be here without the listeners I couldn't be here without the contact talk radio network taking a chance on me and uh, reaching out to me to see if I wish to have my own host show with them so you know it's it's all alignment and I, I love the yummy stuff I'm forever sponging up the yumminess from whoever wishes to be a part of my tribe and and clearly Deborah, you're part of my tribe as well as you listeners so thank you And thank you. Thank you so much with all my heart. Thank you. So as we're approaching, unfortunately, the bottom of the hour, and of course it always goes too quickly for my liking, um, where can people once again, uh, before we depart ways here, Deborah, where can people find you? They can find me on my website at drdebrarebel.com. They can find me on Amazon. Uh, They can find me on Facebook, Twitter. I'm at Dr. Deborah Rebel on Facebook. I'm at Dr. Deborah Rebel on, or Deborah Rebel on Twitter, Instagram. I'm, you'll see my little face, uh, you know, in many, many places. (laughs) (laughs) And just to clarify for the listener too, Rebel is spelled R-E-B-L-E. Yes, I would love if it was Rebel, but it actually is Rebel. (laughs) R-E-B-L-E. And the Deborah is D-E-B-R-A. So. Well, you can still find Rebel in your name. Right? I know. I say I'm a rebel with a cause, the cause of there love. <laughs> so, <laughs> and please feel free to, you know, Facebook me, Twitter me. I guess that's a word. Uh, tweet me. Yeah. I think that is. Yeah. And uh, connect because I love, you know, hearing from people. And at least I know we will be staying in touch. Absolutely, we will, Deborah. So I love this love fest. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you've definitely set the tone for my day, let me tell you, and my children will indirectly thank you for that. So, um, yes. So I just want to say once again, thank you to my lovely guest, Deborah Rebel, who I've had the pleasure, the honor, and the gift of speaking to this past hour on my show, Living Fearlessly. I'm your host, Lisa McDonald. I go live every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific here with the Contact Talk Radio Network. If you have any show topic ideas or would wish to appear as a prospective guest on my show, kindly reach out to me at lisamcdonald13 at gmail.com. McDonald is spelled M-C-D-O-N-A-L-D. Conversely, you can also reach me at my website, lisamcdonaldauthor.com. I just want to wish everybody a phenomenal weekend. Uh, please take care of yourselves and, you know, totally embrace the message of what Deborah says. Go and be your own love ambassador. So thank you, Deborah. All my best, everyone. Take care from Dundas, Ontario, Canada, saying out. Have a great day. Love to all of you. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. For more information about Lisa, go to her website, lisamcdonald.com.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.